Welcome to another episode of Guys Around Tip on your boy Vladimir Young Felipe and uh, you I am back. I am back on my bull job, ladies and gentlemen. And I needed to take some break from doing this podcast because I'll be honest, y'all are toxic AF. <laughs> Cause good lord, you folks are toxic as hell. But it is what it is. You know, I, I still have love for the human race, despite all of your major flaws. And, you know, it, it is what it is. Today's episode, I would like to talk about visual perception a little bit. Because I'm not the smartest person in the world. In fact, I'm quite dumb. All right. I've took so long to graduate college. <laughs> I got two degrees, I went to med school, and I quit, all right, so I'm not the smartest person in the world, I'm actually quite dumb, so, but the idea of visual perception kind of stands out to me a little bit, and there's this scientist out there, he goes uh, to MIT, he's at uh, UC Irvine, I believe, um, his name is Dr. Daniel Hoffman, and he has the idea of uh Consciousness versus reality, where he had his breakthrough breakthrough study in it, and he in it he talks about the visual perception and how organism in in this study he pretty much goes to talk about how organisms that see reality as it truly is they go extinct because it takes a lot of energy for us to see the reality in all its complexity. And those in organisms that do not see reality for what it actually is, they tend to survive a little bit longer. And it's very in-depth, it's very complex, and it's one of those mind-melting kind of concepts. So I, I suggest, and I really implore you to go out there and read and listen to his uh, work, because it's really an interesting concept to really go over. So... What I'm going to do is my dumb ass is going to try to kind of look at it and from a dumb, dumb perspective, because let's be honest, I'm not the smartest person in the room. I've already mentioned this. So I want to take a crack at it and kind of view it through my own stupidity. <laughs> I, I guess you could say an idiot breaks down a complex issue, right? So the the idea of visual perception is that, you know, we don't see reality in all its complexity. And honestly, we do not. Because in your everyday lives, you interact with people every single day that see the world in a matter of black and white. Right? Either something is right or something is wrong. And it kind of makes sense to me because I've always looked at life in a grayscale effect. Right? Because it's like, to me... Life is nothing more than, I, I, not to sound, you know, like the book or take this in a sexual way, but it's 50 shades of gray, right? Because nothing is really right or it's wrong in a moral complex. I, I guess you could say my morality is very flexible. My best friend uh, kind of described me like that. I have a very flexible morality, which is true. 
Because that's how I see life. And that's how I go through life. Right? Because life is not, to me, black and white. There's little shades of gray. Because, like, like, the idea of if your family is starving, is stealing a loaf of bread wrong? Right? Because you can't afford it. You can't find a job. You can't do this. You can't do that. Your family has to eat. Right? So is stealing that loaf of bread wrong? Now, to those who see the world in a matter of black and white, yeah, stealing that loaf of bread is the worst thing you can do because stealing is a crime and stealing is wrong. Right? They'll rationalize it by saying that, you know, the baker took all this time to make the bread, to cook the bread, buy the ingredients, put the time and effort into baking that bread, and then for you to come along and just take it. That's wrong. Yeah, it really is. If you go through it that way, but your family is starving. Your baby is starving. They have to eat. Isn't starving your family a moral efficacy as well? Like, isn't that morally wrong? So stealing that loaf of bread for that time being, yeah, sure, the baker's out of time and effort, but your family gets to eat. And that's the kind of thing that's kind of weird, because if you really look, if you want to extrapolate this idea a little bit bigger and bring it into the world, aren't we in this little bit of visual perception as well, where everybody perceives cancel culture to be a problem? I don't think cancel culture is a problem, personally. I think it's just a bunch of individuals who are tired of dealing with some bullshit and they, you know, kind of took the steps to stop that bullshit. And everybody wants to blame social media for the cancel culture thing going on, but realistically, it's not. Cancel culture has been going on for pff, forever. I can think back in the 90s where parents were trying to cancel Marilyn, uh, Marilyn Manson, I believe it was. Yeah, because, you know. Kids were, because they believed rock music was the devil. A group of Karens went out there and tried to cancel Marilyn, uh, Marilyn Manson. I remember distinctively uh, a group of parents tried to cancel the NWA. The rap group NWA. <laughs> With Ice Cube, Eazy-E, Dr. Dre, and I forget who else was on that uh, rap group. But those are the three you know the best, right? There was a bunch of group uh, Karens that went out there and tried to get NWA canceled. And this was back in the 90s. Early 90s. Like 92, 93, I believe. You know what I mean? So th then there was a time where parents thought Elvis was the devil. I mean, granted, now those kids that grew up to be parents, they love Elvis, even though Elvis was a... Uh, you know what? I'm not going to go there. But <laughs> if you know, you know. All right? But, you know, those generation grew up with Elvis. They love Elvis. But there was a time where parents tried to cancel Elvis. Hell, there was a time parents tried to cancel the Beatles. Because they thought the Beatles were, like, you know, Satan-worshipping rock group. So my point is, is that we kind of tend to visualize and perceive life from our own perspectives. Right, because we're very limited to our experiences, and essentially our experiences are how we feel about a certain situation. Because nobody remembers what you did to them, right? They remember how you made them feel, and that feeling is connected to that remembrance of what you did. 
So if you took the feeling out of it, nobody would remember what you did to them. But they made they remember that you made them feel scared. You made them feel hurt. You made them feel angry. You made them feel a certain way. And that memory is tied to that action you did. That's how they remember you. You don't believe me? Okay. You ever have your childhood friend? Do you know where your childhood friend is right now? I bet you you don't. See? You don't visually remember your childhood friend. Now, but if I told you, hey, what you, if I asked you, I should say, what is your childhood friend's name? You spit it out in a second. You know why? Because you remembered how Johnny made you feel when he was younger and he was playing in the backyard. You remember how Susie made you feel when you was younger and you was playing kitchen, husband and wife, or you was playing in the backyard or playing catch or playing ball or whatever. You, may, you remember how that individual made you feel. And in turn, you see that person in a different light. Or you see that person connected how you feel. How you feel is how you visually see that person. And... I know I'm very far off with how this doctor perceived uh, the world uh, through his study. But, you know, like I said, this is an idiot trying to complex, uh, break down a complex idea. Because we really do have our own visual perception of the world. And our visual perception is tied to how we feel about things. I'm going to let that marinate for a little bit. Okay? Because it really is the truth. How you feel about certain things is how you visually perceive it. If you see a beautiful woman, you see the tatas, you see the big butt, the nice juicy round hips, you see the lips, you see the eyes, the hair, they smell good, right? Visually, they look appealing to you. Why? Because they invoked an emotion in you. Your lust, your horniness. If you're a woman, you see the muscularity or the, the dad bod, whatever you're into. I don't, I don't know, shit, whatever women are into these days. You know, but you see that opposite sex or the same sex and you're aroused by that individual because they make you feel a certain way. Thus, enhancing your visual perception of that person. Your binary ones and zeros is programming now to be like, hey, this person is really attractive. So it's pretty interesting. And then there's the aspect of actually like just going through life and seeing things. People see a lot of things, but they don't believe it. Because your brain tricks you into either believing it or accepting it as a reality or denying it as a reality. Here's an example of that. And it's a touchy subject, but racism. A lot of people can see racism. A lot of people don't see it. And that's fine. That's your perspective. That's what you grew up not seeing. Right? It's a very polarizing thing. But it exists. But your visual perception of it is different. See how that works? It's pretty interesting, isn't it? I kind of find it fascinating. So, I implore you to go find Dr. Hoffman or Donald Hoffman's uh, study and kind of look at it on your own because... It really is those individuals who see the world as it is. They're very rare breed. The folks that tell you the heck how it is, they're very rare. But those that kind of can manipulate reality to bend to their own whim, it's pretty cool. Grifters. Con men. Those people will always survive. I don't know why. 
I didn't get to read the whole study and get to, you know, dive into it because it was very complex and my brain started farting. So, <laughs> plus it's late at night too. So I'm like, kind of like, yeah, I really, it's, it's a fascinating theory, but I don't want to dive that deep. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things as well. But, you know, it's one of those things I just kind of find fascinating that we visualize our worlds very differently. Some people see it for what it is, and some people see it for what it's not or possibly could be. You know, it's rather interesting. It's a rather interesting thing. I don't know. It's one of those concepts that I cannot, like I said, I'm dumb, right? Like, it's a concept that I cannot fully dive into wholeheartedly because I don't understand the mechanics of it quite yet. I'd have to listen to the uh, study or read the study a couple of times, and then I'll get it. You know what I mean? Take some notes here and there, but I'll get it. But it's just something I wanted to share out there with you guys. How, how do you feel about it? What is your visual perception of the world? Do you agree or disagree with this study? But, I don't know. To me, I think we're seeing a fabrication that... Uh, we're seeing a fabrication of something that's not really close to reality, right? Because I see the world, I don't want to say I see the world as it is, but I see the world, I don't know how to explain it, because I, I guess I don't see it as it is, because I see it for what it possibly could be. So I, I don't see the world as this man is uh, describing it, because I look at things and I look at people and I'm just like, damn. You could do better. <laughs> I see your potential. Why are you doing this? You know, I don't see it for what it actually is where, you know, this individual is a piece of shit and I don't know he's a piece of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think that's how the, the study's intended to be interpreted as, but hey, whatever, right? We're all adults here. Let's be real. But anyways, how do you perceive this? Is your visual perception skewed? Do you see the world as it is or do you see the world as it potentially could be or do you see the world in a different light share your thoughts and comments in the comments below you know share give me your thoughts email me guys at roundtable at gmail.com i'll be glad to talk to you guys the name is vlad vladimir jean philippe you can find me on facebook right but yeah it's one of those things it's like our visual perception is very structured you know what I mean? It, 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 I, I personally think it's tied to our feelings as well. How we feel about certain situations is how we visually perceive that position, right? The world witnessed George Floyd getting murdered. But yet, there's still some people out there that look at that exact same footage that we saw and saw nothing wrong. You know what I'm saying? So, how does that happen? And I mean, this doctor kind of goes into it and explaining it a little bit, but it, it's a wild thing to, it's a wild thing to really, you know, kind of listen to. I don't know. It, it's really weird. So, I don't know. I just wanted to bring this uh, theory to you guys. You do with it as you wish. You know, go ahead and chatter, chatter, chit, chit among yourselves about it. And, uh, you know, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to this uh, channel because, you know, I, I kind of like talking to you guys. Sorry, I've been on a hiatus. I mean, shit, I needed to. I needed some time off to me. You know what I mean? This world is very toxic, so I needed some time to cleanse myself. So <laughs> I really appreciate you rocking with your boy Vlad, 
And uh, yeah, hit me up on Twitter at GOTR Podcast. Hit me, uh, send me an email, guys at roundtable at gmail.com. Uh, hit me up on TikTok at GOTR Podcast. Hit me up on Instagram at GOTR Podcast as well. Like and share this on Facebook at facebook.com slash guys at a roundtable or GOTR Podcast. We're either ways you'll find us. But uh, yeah, I really appreciate you rocking out with your boy Vlad. And uh, yeah, I'll catch you guys on the next time. I'm Vladimir Jean Philippe. This is Guys at the Roundtable. And remember, as always, Vlad loves y'all. Peace.